Hello and welcome to episode seven of Square Talk. My name is Richard Barnett and today we are talking with Andy Green, the Assistant Provincial Grandmaster for Leicestershire and Rutland. Welcome to the podcast, Andy. Thank you very much and thank you for inviting me along uh, to talk about uh, subjects close to my heart. Looking forward to it. Now, there's so many topics that we could have chosen to talk about. Uh, you are indeed involved in many orders and projects within Freemasonry around the country. One of the most interesting and relevant to modern Freemasonry is that of the university scheme. Can you tell me what's your role within the university scheme? So I first became involved uh, back in 2010 when uh, uh, we were asked by the then Assistant Provincial Grand Master, now our Provincial Grand Master, Peter Kinder, whether my mother lodge, uh, Wigiston Lodge, uh, would consider becoming a scheme lodge within Leicester. Uh, others, uh, along with myself, then we, we drove that forward um, over, I must add, uh, several curries um, before Wigiston Lodge uh, put a plan together and was finally accepted into the scheme in 2011. Uh, through that success, I was then invited onto the National Scheme Committee in 2015, where I acted as regional coordinator for the North West England and North West Wales. And I now continue to serve on the committee as vice chairman uh, with a particular focus on social engagement. The scheme committee itself meets four times a year to drive and discuss the scheme uh, under its president, Sir David Wooten. So around the country then, how many lodges are currently members of this scheme? So we now have over 90 lodges uh, within the university scheme, stretching across England, Wales and also districts overseas. We have um, some lodges in South Africa and also in the Caribbean. The membership consists of undergraduates, postgraduates, senior members of the university and alumni, ranging in age from 18 upwards. What about our province, uh, Leicestershire and Rutland? How many lodges do we have as part of this university scheme? So we're very fortunate uh, within our own province here in Leicestershire and Rutland that we have three university scheme lodges. The first to join was the Lodge of Science and Art in 2010, which was then followed by my mother lodge, Wigiston Lodge, in 2011, and then Castle of Leicester Lodge, which joined in 2012. The Lodge of Science and Art solely serves the academic community uh, from Loughborough University. In Leicester, we have a very different situation situation we have two universities and when Wigerson Lodge joined the scheme it became quickly apparent uh, through the unexpected demand that it should perhaps concentrate on being the scheme lodge for specifically one of those universities. It was decided that would be University of Leicester and then give another lodge the opportunity to be the scheme lodge for De Montford University which as we know is Castle of Leicester Lodge. Now, sometimes, uh, one thing I do know, the new and young Masons clubs, they get together, they hold joint meetings, joint socials, etc. Does the same thing happen for the university schemed lodges? Yeah, as our lodges have grown within the province, um, we've wanted to create a much more cohesive community between those three lodges. Back in May 2005, on a Saturday morning, uh, we held the very first joint meeting between the three scheme lodges, which was hosted by Castle of Leicester Lodge. It was a wonderful occasion. Each lodge conducted one of the three ceremonies, um, consisting of multiple candidates from all three lodges. We have now held three such joint meetings um, every two years, each being hosted by one of those lodges. This has really enabled us to celebrate the continuing success of the university scheme in the province. The last was held in Loughborough uh, last year, which was attended by the president of the scheme, Sir David Wooten, and was attended by over 90 brethren. What about conferences? Uh, I think I'm right in saying that you hold a biannual conference. Uh, is that right? And what is the benefit to our members in attending this? 
Yes, that's right. The scheme hosts a biennial conference where members uh, from scheme lodges attend, uh, which has been a feature of the scheme since its inception. Each lodge is expected to have delegates attending. The conference has been held across many different venues, and last November it was held in the province of Cheshire at Chester. Previous to that, Freemasons Hall at Leicester was proud to host the conference in 2017. The conference enables the attendees uh, to confer, chat, exchange views, tips, practicalities with each other. And there's also a lot of time to network with other scheme lodges. Last year's conference had a very varied programme with the emphasis on how best to work with the universities, retention and support of members through talent transfer and the use of social media and websites as a communication tool. Members of the University Lodge of Chester also organised a ritual workshop where their members demonstrated the different aspects of multiple ceremonies. In addition, the Grand Lodge Communications and Marketing Team, representatives of the Honourable Fraternity of Freemasons and the Order of Women Freemasons, amongst others, were on hand to give a wealth of information, innovation and inspiration to help the scheme flourish in the future. So is this just a craft initiative or does it extend to the Royal Arch? Absolutely, it extends to the Royal Arch. Um, this has been a relatively new aspect to the university scheme. Um, after 10 years in existence, the university scheme recognised that in certain circumstances, scheme chapters would provide an ideal opportunity to allow younger Masons the opportunity to complete their journey in pure ancient Freemasonry and to do so in a way that complemented both them and the scheme itself. Such a chapter provides an ideal opportunity of Masons to join a unit, which is not simply linked with their mother lodge. It also enables them to broaden their Masonic connections and should also help promote intervisiting of scheme lodges as such connections are made. Since then, we have worked with Supreme Grand Chapter and Provincial Grand Chapters to set up a number of pilot chapters outside of the capital along those same lines. The second chapter, the University's Chapter Yorkshire, was consecrated in 2015. And our very own Granite chapter in Leicester became the third chapter to be accepted in 2017. This was followed in 2018 when the provinces of East and West Lancashire joined forces to create the fourth scheme chapter. Since then, others have followed, including a second chapter in London, Kensington Battalion chapter, Colonnade chapter in Cardiff and St Mary's chapter in Chester. Now, I guess that we engage differently with students who start at the age of 18. What, what method do we use to talk to them about Freemasonry? I think Grand Lodge's Members Pathway provides that comprehensive integrated model for membership that can be applied by each scheme lodge in developing recruitment strategies. Um, things that work for university scheme lodges include freshers fairs, student societies and social media, which all remain to be excellent opportunities to inform students who we are and what we do. Obviously, communicating the message needs to be adjusted to the right pitch for a good first impression. For most of us, this is probably best done by that true reflection on what Freemasonry means to us and why we enjoy it. What we are increasingly finding is that many students are keen to find out about Freemasonry through a family connection. Whenever I talk to others about the university scheme, one of the hot topics is always about member migration and retention. Is this a challenge or a concern? In terms of retention within scheme lodges, um, there is certainly a need for scheme lodges to address the needs of its younger members, such as meeting times, dining costs, frequency of rehearsals, etc. There's also an important role of the lodge mentor, particularly when dealing with younger members. We also face a real challenge, I think, in ensuring that those members who we have introduced in the craft via the scheme are not lost after they graduate and migrate away from their mother lodge. Unlike many lodges, the potential for a member migrating away from a university scheme lodge is perhaps far greater. 
It is clear that some scheme lodges don't really have that incentive to ensure that graduates who move away continue with their Freemasonry. However, it is essential that they do, along with the assistance of their province, ensuring that this occurs via the membership migration process to ensure that those young Masons can transfer from lodge to lodge when you leave in university. Now, a lot of this is obviously focused on the age of the student and the requirements of students can differ from those of the working man. Can we offer hardship and and bursaries for our members? So so the university scheme itself doesn't offer any financial support for our scheme initiates. But there is, however, the Association for Medical University and Legal Lodges, or known as AML, uh, which many scheme lodges are a member of, that do provide some financial support in certain circumstances. AML was formed in 2001 and remains a very successful social outlet, uh, holding an annual fundraising festival in each autumn. One of the core aims of AML is supporting Freemasonry in the wider community, and in particular in higher education, to which end it offers financial support through student bursaries and also hardship grants. These are awarded annually from the charitable donations made at AML festivals to support students in need. So we have two uh, financial support models. The first is hardship grants, which are intended to provide assistance to students who face uh, unexpected financial hardship and are available to members and critically to also non-members. Student bursaries, on the other hand, are intended to assist a student wishing to move forward to a further course of study in higher education, but where, absence of financial assistance, they are unable to do so. In Leicestershire and Rutland, we've been pleased to have two recipients of AMO awards over the last few years. Um, When Wiggerson Lodge hosted the Amal Festival in 2018 in Leicester, one of our members received a hardship grant to assist him in studying medicine. Prior to that, one of our other members, who is now a member of Apollo University Lodge, received a bursary following being diagnosed with recurrent colonic cancer. This was during his first year at the University of Oxford. So what about the lodges then? What assistance can lodges get to assist them in all aspects of being a university scheme lodge? Over the past two years, particularly the Scheme Committee have developed a series of how-to guides. Um, These are aimed at assessing our member lodges to integrate and maximise various aspects of the scheme and taking best practice from all of our scheme lodges. These how-to guides now include social media, social engagement, recruitment, student engagement and lodge finances. These were launched at the Scheme Conference in 2019 and much of the day at the conference of that day was really around some of these topics which are very much aimed at supporting members within various aspects of being a university scheme lodge. These how-to guides are available online and are being added to with a guide on retention of members, which is currently being developed. Now, one of the many positive traits of a Freemason is obviously the work done in the local community. Is there anything that the university schemes do to support our local communities? So Freemasonry has always been about making good men better, including our core principle of kindness, i.e. we believe in playing a key role in our communities and give time and money to charitable ventures. Um, As you are already aware, many Freemasons are active as unpaid volunteers in churches, synagogues, mosques, the Red Cross, scouting movement, local hospitals and other community groups. And as a scheme, we're very mindful that our younger members are on a very limited income, particularly those students who have to take out student loans to cover their tuition fees and living costs. Whilst our student members might not have that disposable income to fulfil their northeast corner obligations during their studies, outside of their academic life, they do have available time for extracurricular activities, which are also strongly encouraged by the university. Students might not realise, but they have gained many life skills already that they could use to share with others during volunteering 
volunteering. Uh, we therefore feel strongly that uh, our members should look to embrace our younger membership with their skills, time and enthusiasm uh, to make a real positive and measurable difference to those issues we specifically care about, uh, at the same time as acting as ambassadors for the craft. As a result of this, we are therefore encouraging our scheme lodges to roll up their sleeves and give their time to good causes. In essence, we're asking our scheme lodges to put together a coordinated approach to engage with their local communities and to make a regular commitment to volunteer with the charity or community group. Encouraging members to seek ways to volunteer in local communities can make a real tangible difference to the volunteers, the beneficiary and society as a whole. It improves health, well-being, builds stronger, more inclusive communities and also can achieve lasting results. We have therefore produced a how-to guide on social engagement to offer some initial practical steps and suggestions for building an inclusive volunteer programme that lodges can take forward themselves. In addition to that, we're now starting to scope out a centralised university scheme programme for community engagement projects to further broaden our public footprint. The idea here is for a National Helping Hands initiative for Scheme Unit and its members to collectively volunteer annually in our local communities during the same period. I'd be quite heartened to see that during the COVID-19 pandemic that some lodges have already taken this forward, uh, particularly the University Lodge of Liverpool, who are out uh, delivering food parcels to those that are in need. And, and lastly, if, we, if I just bring the conversation back to lodges uh, again, what benefits have you seen that lodges can get from becoming a scheme member lodge? So that's a really interesting question. I probably can best answer that through the experiences of my own mother lodge, uh, Wiggerson Lodge here in Leicester. Back in 2010, the Wiggerson Lodge celebrated its centenary, 100 years of continuous Freemasonry enjoyed by those countless members during that time. However, when we started to look at the figures, one startling figure at the time was the fact that the number of active members at 22 was actually lower than the number of founders back in 1910. So similar to many other lodges across the English constitution, we'd seen a gradual decline in membership with little or no new members forthcoming. Many lodge meetings in recent memory were either demonstrations, lectures or visiting other lodges due to the lack of candidates. Several discussions were held within the lodge whether we should lower the number of meetings per year to accommodate the changing demand for Freemasonry. It was also certainly mooted as to whether the lodge could survive long term uh, or would eventually be forced to hand in its warrant, something that none of its members obviously wanted to see. As an academic myself, it seemed a perfect fit to get involved with the university scheme. And over the past nine years, we've initiated many University of Leicester students, staff and alumni. Our membership now stands at 45, in which we have seen a dramatic drop in the average age of our members from 60 down to 45. Last November we installed our 109th master and the youngest ever at the age of 28 who was actually the first university scheme initiate back when we joined the scheme in 2011 whilst he was a student at Leicester University. Wiggerson Lodge are very proud to have such a young and energetic team as both of our wardens Chris Kent and Peter Clark are also scheme initiates along with all of our other progressive officers. The combined age of our master and wardens is 90. Being a university scheme lodge has required a great deal of hard work, though, um, from all the members of the lodge to make it a success. Not only has the scheme brought many new enthusiastic young men into the craft, it's also reinvigorated our membership and posed many exciting challenges, including multiple ceremonies and an opportunity to extend our Masonic network far and wide. Andy, uh, thank you so much for agreeing to spend the time with us, especially on a Saturday morning for the recording, which I shall blame the tools and technology. It wasn't my yeah. fault. Uh, wonderful insights into a great scheme and hopefully we can chat again soon. So thanks very much, Andy. Thank you, Richard.